everyone, Talit, and welcome to the Sunday Talks. It's been a long break, but we're back on the track. And today we are going to talk about being a woman in an African family and what are my thoughts about my own family. <laughs> Hello, mom. Hello, dad. Welcome to my podcast. Well, first thing that I need to say, it's... Um, I I am um, I'm a kid of immigrants because my parents moved from Angola to Portugal and um, and the things that I want to talk about about in this podcast are really private in a way so I would like to ask you to keep your heart and mind open and this is a personal talk so there is no wrong or right this is just a talk about my own thoughts about <laughs> my own thoughts of an African woman in a European society or growing in Europe since I was a kid uh, I had the double pressure all the time to be better and for two things because my parents uh, since they were immigrants and when they moved to Portugal it was during the 90s uh, when there was a war going on in Angola after the independence after Portugal make Angola independent then we have this civil war and my parents come at that time, they met each other and then they like had me. So I'm their first kid, even though they first kid together, even though I'm not their first kid, you know? Um, and since I was a kid, my mom and my dad, they were always so concerned about how the world, like how the world perceived me. And I was always under pressure not only to be good but to be extra good and an african family there is two things that the woman is still the person who cleans who needs to cook who needs to do everything at home and besides this i also had the pressure that i needed to be really good at school and really have good grades because this was the only way to succeed in a racist society and uh, you might think okay but the society is not that racist but my parents they saw the war they still saw slavery they still saw portuguese people taking their parents away to the war so they had this kind of angriness and i can't say that it's hate towards um portuguese um Portuguese people or white people is just these scarves that the war and the history left on them and addressing one thing my dad actually ran away from the war so if they would catch if they would have catched my dad uh, running away he would have been killed so my parents always demand from me to be as good as possible because you can't suffer from this white supremacy like you just can't we we are not raising you for that in one hand a lot of issues and topics that we had at home even my moving to Finland their biggest fear it wasn't for example I get pregnant or I fail university the biggest fear was how the racism could change me and how the racism could stop me. 
So um, I remember that I cry a lot over this situation and even with guys and now talking in a more personal level, it's being so uncomfortable hear things like I've never been with an African girl or you are a really beautiful black girl and what kind of guys black girls like and um, I get so much pressure over guys throughout my growth because there is this stereotype that the African woman is over sexualized by the media, by the history and by the all contests that um, I close myself to get to know guys or I close myself to the intimacy or I couldn't for a while I would feel that people were with me because they want something exotic or something to grab about rather than being with me being with Fran like being with crazy Fran so this is being a really difficult topic for me even when I get to know someone uh, new another thing is in Portugal there is a lot of constitutional <laughs> I don't know or oh, institutional racism I'm sorry not constitution but in institutional racism and what happens is when I start studying I had maybe like 10 black people in my like class and when I went one which was the last year of high school there was two black people in my class and only um, two of them actually went to university so as you can see throughout the way and throughout this path uh, there was a lot happening and a lot of what people can't call it directly this is racism but a lot of like small things that makes black people behind so in my high school i used to have great grades still and a lot of times i heard these comments you are so smart for a black girl it's not usually to have a black girl this smart or this advanced or this you know you you are white inside because you don't represent black people and this made me think and this made me behave for a long time of my life that i wasn't anything you know i wasn't white because i'm clearly black and I don't feel any white inside, but I needed to behave as a white girl to be accepted. And in another hand, I didn't feel black because the black community never accepted me as a black because I never dated a black guy. I never had, or I had black friends, of course, but I never felt part of anything. And actually, when I watch this um, Green Book, uh, the movie, I start crying so much when he's told, if I'm not white enough to be white, but I'm not black enough to be black, what am I? And this was my question for a long time when I was growing. This was so, this was breaking me so much inside that I had boyfriends and white guys. <laughs> 
and uh, one of my ex boyfriends once told me if you will have a black accent I would never date you and what the fuck is a black accent what the fuck what the fuck and I remember that <laughs> and I'm really I'm getting really emotional in this podcast but I remember that he also told me my grandma told me that she would rather have a white girl as my girlfriend and I remember that I didn't know what to say and I didn't know how to cope and what this brought to me is I need to act as white as possible to be accepted in a white family and I damaged myself for so many years that I couldn't even listen African songs in front of friends or people and if people would ask me do you know this like England song I would say oh I don't listen England song songs or music if people would tell me oh do you dance kizomba or samba that is a traditional dance from Angola I would say no I, I don't dance I never dance and I actually never did and now I'm 21 years old and I want to get my culture you know and for the past two years I've been really proud to be black and I've been really proud to embrace all the black things black things if there is such a thing like black things but that society labeled them as African or black things what the fuck they do but this is being the first years of my life that I've been thinking what the f why I didn't embrace my culture I was so afraid to being seen as this categorized black girl that's gonna be pregnant with 15 years old and I don't know how sad is to tell this to the world that I've been ashamed for being black for so many years that I I went to the hairdresser like every month to straight my hair because it wasn't okay to have an afro hair and I almost I had this uh, crisis at home that I I was pulling out my hair out and my mom asked me why you there was this mental breakdown that I had when I was in fourth grade I was a kid and they were bullying my hair so much that I cutted my hair at school and I get home crying because I cutted my hair because I hated I hated to have this black hair what the fuck I hated to have this this kind of uh, this kind of physical appearance um, and it, it took me a lot of growth to accept myself and to be myself and one of the positive things that Phelan brought to my life it was for the first time I could start from the scratch who I am and who I want to be and what parts of my culture I want to express that are every single one of them I'm so damn proud of being born uh, in Portugal of my parents being Angolans and I'm proud of everything that I care about me and uh, another aspect of growing up black of growing up as a black woman in a white society it was how much I needed to cry in silence how many times 
I needed to hear they talking shit about my culture. They talk about how black people live from the government or how black people don't go to university and they are in Europe and they are wasting the government resources, how black people end up being criminals and how they don't talk, how this government, how this how this world stops black people like my dad could never worked next to me or next to my family because he needed to feed us and he needed to go far away from us to get a job where 90% of their workmates are black doing construction and I'm really damn proud of my dad like you know I'm but what I'm telling is how difficult and for real is a world for black people and we don't talk about this and you don't see black people talking about how difficult it is how difficult it was going to school for me and then I needed to do a bunch of other things because my parents needed to overwork because they are immigrants. How many times I couldn't have been with my parents because they are immigrants and immigrants don't have the same rights because they came to other person's country to steal their rights so they need to prove their value overworking. How my mom was working 12 hours a day to feed us or how my dad uh, has one free day per week because that's what we get when you are an immigrant and that's what white people say at workplaces. And the last thing that I want to say is I'm really proud that the world is changing for people for black people and I have much more privilege than my parents had but I also have more responsibility with that because when you are a black woman growing and being something that was supposed to be achieved by white people or have been achieved only by white people so far if you do one mistake you represent all the black women and you imagine that you fail. I had examples of one black woman failing something and all the black women are judged by that woman. But if a white person or a, few, a white woman in this case failed doing something, it's just a mistake, you know. So it's coming a lot of responsibility nowadays of representation, you know, because there is these stereotypes that still exists about representation. What a black woman represents, a black woman in power represents millions of other black women and we can't fail, we can't be weak because if we are weak, we, we, we don't represent ourselves there, we represent millions of other black women that are inspired and they are moving forward looking at us so it's coming a lot of responsibility and comes a lot of trust
comes a lot of growing for society. And just imagine that at my home, I grew up in a place when you are a black woman, you gotta clean everything. It doesn't matter who the fuck puts that dirty. You gotta be the one that goes to clean everyone's mess, you know? And I needed to put standards at my place that I'm studying and I'm not gonna go clean. That's gonna go to the kitchen now. And it's being a changing. And I'm so proud that even though my parents grow up into this society, they are changing for us and they are motivating us and I, they are enable us to go forward. And I'm sorry that I'm getting really emotional in this podcast, but in this Sunday talk, I just wanted to share a bit of like these emotions that sometimes are difficult to tell to people or difficult to make people realize that they exist and they are here. And these also have been making me super anxious. And I finished my university now, yes! And sometimes um, I walk into a room, you know, and people say how beautiful I am and thank you so much I know thanks mom and dad but what I want to say is that there is still so much struggle for me to say how worth and how smart I am in a room because first they will look of how beautiful I am then it's like uh, black women are beautiful and then it's like uh, they have amazing bodies and then is all this over sexualization over the black woman and the last thing that people might look is what am I doing and who I am and I last weeks I felt super anxious and sometimes when I need to work or I need to do something really important, I feel anxious because if I fail, I feel there is so much things that fail that I didn't realize because I'm unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm taking steps in so many fields that a lot of women still don't have the chance to do those. So I also carry the responsibility that I'm representing how, how amazing we are. And I want to do this in the best way possible. So guys, thanks for listening to these 20 minutes about my thoughts of being a black woman. And as I mentioned in the beginning, this is my personal thoughts. There is no right and wrong. And of course you can share your own thoughts you can talk about it and i just want to share how i feel in my own skin so this was the sunday talk for today and thank you so much for listening to me see you soon